Find out what the whole world is thinking in the agenda. This week on the agenda, cultural cooperation. We speak to contemporary artist, costume designer and Oscar-winning art director Tim Yip. Tim Yip is one of China's cultural heroes, an award-winning artist and costume designer. He's worked with the likes of Ang Lee, Chen Kaiger, Stanley Kwan, Vivian Westwood. He's become famous for using China's ancient past to reimagine culture and film. And he joins me now in the studio. <laughs> Tim, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the agenda. Thanks for coming into the studio. Now, I don't really know where to start because you're a costume designer, you're a director, you're a contemporary artist, an art director, um, and so many other things it would seem. How would you describe your career? I think I'm the one who really curious to know art and to know um, express myself, my feelings. So I, I think I'm an artist. <laughs> so overriding artist. So when it comes to all these different projects, do, do, do you approach it differently or do you start from the same artistic place? Yeah, I think totally different for everything because they have their origin, they have their relationship. They have their way of work and they have the kind of aesthetics in every different discipline, right? So every time I have to change myself a little bit, change the angle a little bit to, to go into a different world. So if you were working on costume design, I have example, to be where a would you start? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting uh, because there are so many different fashion design, costume design difference, but costume design is mainly for theaters and uh, movies. So I have to deal with the character and deal with the actor or the actress itself. So I will carefully look at them and look at the character, how to put it together. <laughs> Make people believe he's a, he's a character, yeah. And you get to, to delve into archives, are there yeah, warehouses yeah, yeah. full of old, old um, authentic costumes? Uh, for me, mostly I make it. I make it myself, but I will reference, reference the archive but I, I will make the new costume, but look like old, actually. <laughs> so is it like being a fashion designer where you would start with a sketch and build from there? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just wondering how long that creative process is. Say for, for a gown, for yeah. one of the, the big movies that you've worked on. Yeah. For, the, um, for the, the costume, right? Yeah, so how long might it take to make one gown? Oh, I have one is, is quite amazing. Is it like, 70 people doing embroidery for a John Woo movie in half a year so to finish the whole embroidery. It's, it's a complicated costume, yeah. Wow, that is complicated. And a lot of the projects you've worked on, though, have involved a lot of innovation and technology and mm. CGI. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been in a situation where the, the outfit that ends up looking very different on screen to, to what you presented to, to the cast and crew? Yeah, I, I think this is not, uh, not a really good experience. But uh, we, we try that uh, because all the costume floating really, di really difficult to shoot, to, uh, you know, floating in the right way, so that sometimes they will choose to make CGI more easy to control. So you will see a green guy is flying in the air and the costume is missing <laughs> when shooting. So later they will, they will put the costume in. But, um, it's like that. I will make the costume for them, reference for them, and then they do the later work with reference, but not uh, go anywhere. <laughs> but 
as an artist, how does that feel then when, it, in a way, they're sort of saying, yes, thank you for your artistic input, <laughs> but it doesn't work? <laughs> It's, it's difficult. I, I yeah. think now it's a, it's a way of the, you know, transitions, the technical transition. But the best way is I have to involve more when they're doing the CGI. I have to be there and looking at the, judging the whole things. This is the best way to do it. To really get stuck in. Really get it. <laughs> and where, where do you get your inspiration from? Is it from technology? Is it mm -hmm. from nature? Is it from times past? I think I'm really interested in human being, actually. For my art statement, I always thinking about the environment, I think about the situation of the human being, and what human being can feel, can do in, in this moment. So that I, I'm really interested in every kind of culture, so that I get into the really early time to up till now, how they change, how the world changed. I, I feel really interesting about all these things, especially on the, uh, the costume how they make it, you know, what the culture make what kind of costume, what the religious make what kind of uh, costume, so that everything is, is different for me. You've said how important it is for you to be on set or to be, to be in the room <laughs> because you're not the only creative force yeah. and you've worked with some pretty fantastic you know, yeah. directors as, as well. You know, I'm thinking Stanley Kwan, Ang Lee, John Woo, um, <laughs> Chen Kaiger. Um, do you learn something different from each of them? Of course, of yeah. course. I, Tell me I work, about that. I work with them because I feel they are really uh, interest me, so that I will I will try to understand how they think, how they create, so that when I go to um, work with them, I, I will empty myself, I will totally focus on him, and what is his dream? Why why he want to do this movie? What inside? What inside his mind? Yeah. So I, I I try to put card in in the table. <laughs> And they will choose, oh, I like this one, I don't like this one. So that slowly... I so know what, what do you like about them and what don't you like? I mean, who, who's good to work with? Yeah. Who's not your favourite? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think people are different because I, I am a kind of a complicated person too. You know, like, because everyone has their own world, have their own story, right? Uh, it's it's, it's a vision, right? So that um, I work with them, and then everyone is different. Like Chiming Young is a really um, artistic director, so they're making low-budget movie, but really powerful. And like John Wu, I have to build up the set more space for, for him to move in the machine. Like Ang Lee, I have to more com communication with him. So every, everything becomes a character of the eyes. I want to pretend myself to be the eyes of him, of the director. So that you know, I push out, and I also give me uh, new suggestions. Maybe he he didn't think about this, but it really belong to, to to the film, so that we work together like that. It, it's it's an exciting process. And different genres too. I mean, you you designed a, an opera, yeah. didn't you, at the, at the Met? So tell me about that. Oh, that is a really interesting uh, experience because we work in Bonjour. It's, it's the first time I worked together um, at Metropolitan and, and Bonshu. And after Bonshu, we're flying to uh, Metropolitan. Uh, actually, we're building two sets. And then, you know, the costume is really special because I really want to do something abstract for Wagner music. Because Wagner music is always people into the character. Every character has different segment. So that I, 
I made the color changing costume to this show so that when uh, different people, Elsa singing, Lauren Green singing, they were changing, the whole group of people is changing color. You talk about once. the color and the look of it, but of course these costumes, the, the actors, the, the singers, <laughs> they, they need to be able to move in them. They need yeah. to be able to sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that restrict you? Uh, maybe not restrict, because I, I have already doing Wagner opera. I know how difficult a singer is, so that I will um, really respect that. And then I have them to, to make looking really into the character. But I, I will take care of how, they, how they're using their body. We, ca we cannot uh, doing something that makes him uncomfortable, can't sing in on stage. And we do all that. We, we take care of all that. But for this one, uh, Grand, we we're doing a really big um, test on, you know, test on the whole thing. So it's pushing to abstract spaces. And then I, I find that because of abstract, sometimes it's not emotion. But this time is no, because uh, the music is so strong and the singer is so strong. So the all abstracting happen, the emotion to go in really high and elegant. That's what I like. <laughs> so it's a feast for the eyes, a feast for, for all of the senses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let, let's talk about Chinese cinema, because mm. it really is, it, it is mm. having a moment um, yes. right now, isn't it? Um, it's been an incredible mm. summer at the box office, in part thanks to Creation of the Gods. Why do you think it, that's been so successful? I, I think there have several, several uh, things happen. One thing, of course, we all know that the COVID time is past. So everyone want to go out, want to celebrate. So that you know, a huge amount of people want to celebrate. So, so that they want to looking, looking for something interesting, you know, uh, energetic. So I think uh, the creation of God is really powerful. Uh, we're training all this new class to, 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 to do in a movie, and we have really good uh, actors also in the movie. And I think this is why uh, the, first, the first reason why they are success in this way. Another one is I think creation of God is something like we break through some limitation before we, we all, pe people quite disappointed about the, um, you know, the kind of mythology movie because they, they are not quite um, controlled the whole, the whole storytelling, human relationship in the film. So now we, we, we try to doing something really careful to take care of how human relationship and also the relationship with the mythology. So the two things are together, they, they see the whole thing in a new way. Actually, it's, it's not totally following the um, mythology story. Because they have so many interesting things in uh, Chinese mythology novel, because they don't have the time uh, structure. Because it's in the Sang Dynasty, but they talk about Dao. Dao is after. But in the Chinese uh, history, they start to uh, writing novel at this moment. So that novel seeking for many, many different resources. So that they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't quite um, following the time frame of, of the things, but they act together. Everything is act, act together to become a form of a story, but not scientific. <laughs> and what about you and, and your role? How, how did you approach this particular project? What were mm. the, the influences and maybe the, the changes that you made? I think the most interesting um, for me is, is like I can start to imagine 
what is the, the world to make the mythology coming out? What is the relationship of mythology and the long-term Chinese history and culture, right? This is so, so merged together. Everything is merged together, especially in Sang Dynasty. At that time, they still believe in the god, in, in the nature. It, it's not like a god later, not philosophy. Not you know that uh, the early religious, it is like uh, they believe in nature, so that uh, all this sculpture is really real. They they have an intentions, so that uh, I feel really strong. So that I want to keep that kind of spirit on stage, so that I build uh, Longda Den, you know the the big palace, with all these uh, looking eyes to to see what happened in the center of the space. So that this kind of thing is like, uh, I try to extend uh, the space to be spiritual. You know, it, it looks like they're they not just a space, but they have something, power, to make this happen. And then we have mythology world coming in. and So the world is a little bit uh, the same, but different, because they have magic coming into the space. And there are going to be some sequels, aren't there, to this? I wonder what your involvement yep. will be in those. Yeah, actually, this is just the first one. The first one we have to introduce everyone, put everyone in place. So you've gone big. Put whole story in place. But, you know, the, the, the film is about the mythology fight war. So it's a huge, uh, you know, like a real and unreal things had together. It, it's, I've never seen it before. So this is really interesting. But the first one is just introduce everything, put everything together. We form the logic of the film. But later, the war begin. <laughs> now, you won an Oscar mm. for, for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What was it like to, to work on that movie? It's really interesting, the memorable experience, of course. At, at that time, we don't have so many movies happen in China yet. So at that time, uh, everything is new. And Ang Lee is come from Hollywood and come back to, to China. So that he wants to bring the professional effect of the whole movie and talking international language. So ev everything is, is different. So that, but we don't have uh, the whole crew is from outside. So that we have to build up the whole crew from the uh, you know, existing system to achieve everything we want. So it's like, um, um, it's really exciting because everyone of us, it seems like really um, powerful names of the ancient cinema, like uh, the, uh, the photographer, the cinema, uh, the cameraman is, is Peter Bowles and you know, Yang Herping is, a, is a, a Kung Fu master. Everyone is, is so good. And I am uh, I, I'm quite new, you know, prepare them. Uh, but I, I, I know Ang Lee before because we have working, you know, talking about cooperation before. And this time, you know, um, I come to the film and then we start on the script. And then I extend my works so that I'm taking care of the two departments, actually three departments, makeup and uh, hair, hair design. So that everything is like uh, new. We're familiar with what we want, but at that time it's not that everything ready. So it's like a pushing, <laughs> pushing running things. Do you feel that it's changed the course of your career and the direction that you've moved in? Uh, yeah, because I'm doing theatre work before. I stopped movie for several, time, uh, several years. 
and concentrate on, uh, on costume designs and, and stage design and I go to many, many art festivals to, to film my work and I work with many, many different really wonderful artists. And afterwards, I come back to a movie. This is the first time after seven years. I want to talk a little bit more about um, Crouching Tiger because it remains the highest grossing foreign language yes. film um, in the United States I mean, to this day. Why do you think that is? I think it's quite amazing. I think they have some seat of um, maybe Western people, maybe American people. They had dreaming of some kind of China athletics fantasy or the relationship of people. I, I feel really strange because you know, in the film you, get, you know that even they, the character, they love each other, they don't say it. They don't touch each other even though they are sitting together all the time. And they're just hiding it. And you have to guess what it means. Does this mean we, we are together now or no? And this kind of thing is so different from the West. So I feel amazing why they move, move so deeply for the movie. But when I, um, after, after like 50, 20 years, you know, every year they have a show it again yeah. so that I can have a chance to see it. And then I, I find that it's quite moving because um, the Yu Xiaolan, the Mr. Young uh, character, knowing um, the mobiles, maybe they are moving by the young girl. But he didn't say it. So that they wait, wait, wait. And at the end, they see uh, Limbo by tracing her. And then, but when, he, when she's tracing them and seeing them in, in, the, in the cave, in the water, you know, like a wet cave, it is quite uh, simple. It's a uh, symbolism. It's about, you know, the, the relationship they want to, go, to, to be. But at that time, uh, Limbo by died at that moment. So suddenly, he knows that this is hiding. This emotion is hiding. The, the whole thing will be breaking up if they just open it, let them go. She cannot have uh, Limbo Bai again because he's already there. So that when Limbo Bai dies, he forgets him. He forgets uh, Limbo Bai and waiting for, for him to die. So it, it's, it's quite moving, you know, the kind of um, how to give and for, forgiveness and, you know, everything and love and it's, it's so different from the wet. I, I think it, in this point, maybe they have similar things. The deep is a similar, yeah. So relationships, forgiveness, love. I, I, I would wager that those are quite big themes in Western cinema too. But I, yeah, do, yeah, I yeah. do wonder, do, do you think that the rest of the world does enough to recognize Chinese language film? I, th I think um, they have a deep uh, history. They have, you know, many, many, uh, according to Chinese, uh, you know, uh, contents, movie. But it's, it's always like a background or something like a hint of the story, right? It's not like inside the culture. We don't have any film that in, in, uh, in the West that you are, you are from inside the culture, they're looking at the story. It's something like outside. Some people adventures or some people yeah getting into another within mystery culture, you know, that kind of things. Um, I think the understanding is, is different because I have, I have spent a long time to talking to like um, so many different experts to talk about this. I've, I think it's, it's quite different from the West and the East. They have something um, in similar but different because yeah. uh, 
the West is more rational in a way, and then you know they were creating a world is competing. But Eastern is always talk about the, the level is higher. I mean that you know it's like it's, it's not a physical only. They, they seem like they have another layers to talk about, so that they always have the fighting people. <laughs> imaginative, more imaginative. It's, it's not that scientific sometimes. So we have to understand um, more and, and get the interesting point, you know, to share with the beauty of it. Do you think there's enough cultural exchange yes. um, between the, the cinemas mm. of the world? And yes. I wonder how you think more could be done. Yeah, of course. I, I think it's a good thing that if, um, I would say, with something like Bodoluji, in making the last empire. It's really good experience because from an Italian Greek artist to come to China to discover what is the beauty of it. And then coming up with a really deep story, you know, so that they make Italian people start to understand China. And uh, you know, like uh, China understand what people in a really deep way, really high level way to understand us. I think this is a really beautiful thing. So understanding China, is that something that, that you were trying to do with your directorial debut, yes. Love Infinity, which was, you know, was focused on London and, and the <laughs> likes of designer Vivian Westwood and yeah. the artist Gilbert and George. Yeah, yeah I, I think that time is, I, I'm already doing movie for over 30 years maybe. And then uh, I found they have something, they are going to be, like the whole world is going to be, worry about technical things overwhelming the human touch of the film so that you know it's like more and more artificial intelligence replacing our experience that kind of thing so i, I think it's really important for us to um rebuilding something belong to us and belong to the uh, infinity and then you know to get to the point that we have something to say with so that, that what I mean is um, I want to find that energy everywhere, you know, but I find London is really interesting because East London, people, um, they're hiding between the, uh, the faces, they're creating the spaces, and then uh, they call self-expressions, so that when they wear all this, all this armor, it becomes somebody else. We become really powerful. They never limit on the, <laughs> on the normal daylight. So that this is really interesting. I have so many of them. It has become good friends now. They are amazing. They are thinking of something really strong. So that I, I want to understand why uh, London always has a highly creative energy, how they keep that strong. And uh, nowadays, I find that they keep going. You've, keep going. Of, you've showcased that eclectic um, spirit of London. But, but what about... The, the, the China part of, mm. of you. How important was that to, to, to give the world more of a window yeah, on China's yeah. perspective? Was that something that came into it for you? I think that is really interesting because uh, I understand Chinese. Is it not like uh, all this simple? I, I was looking back to the uh, energy form so that I have uh, a terms I created called spiritual DNA. In 2018, I worked with the scientists to make a contemporary art and science exhibitions. I want to do something really connected, 
art and science, so that I developed the name is spiritual DNA. That means when the DNA is coming to one DNA is bonding out another DNA, in, in the empty boxes, they come from nowhere, but they repeating themselves. So I feel really amazing. This kind of thing happens every day, every moment. And then I wonder, I talk to the uh, specialists, they talk about we must have something that invisible, we don't see it. So the thing is, we don't see it. It's that's why one become two, and two become three, and how it extend, you know, infinity. So uh, I, I think that this is uh, really important for me to be understanding what is happening now in the world, and how we separate, how we get together, how the original things come to ends. But I, I try to using uh, my understanding, feeling of the world, and talk to people, every people facing different things. Coming soon on the agenda. 10 years after the launch of the Belt and Road Initiative, we'll consider the real impact of the new Silk Road. But for now, from me, Juliet Mann, and from all the Agenda team here in London, goodbye.